jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Annyeonghaseyo, Yorobun! Oh, it's happening again. It's happening again. It's episode 150. Whoa. Like, I mean, we've done more than 150 because we don't number the three inning episodes or the gaster pieces or whatever. Right. But in the numbered canon, this is episode 150. In the official trading card series. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this yeah. is a milestone. We've hit a milestone. Is this wait, is this a milestone? 150? I should say so. That's a milestone, right? Absolutely. Wow. I like actually didn't even realize until we were just about to record. So how exciting. 150 this seems that's too many. Like that's, that is that's a big number. It's far too much time spent talking. It's truly disgusting and offensive. Yeah. I was just, where's the ball drop? Don't we have a, a, a kazoos or something? I know nothing about balls dropping. Oh, well, a, a meat drop. I always wanted to have, <laughs> I always wanted to have a meat drop at like an event where I'm like, happy new year. And then the nets are let go. And then just meat, just people are just slapped. Could you imagine just a steak slapping you? Just I don't... slapping people. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> you, you and your meat-based humor. I'm the Benny Hill of yeah. meat. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about balls dropping, slapping people with meat. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like someone has some stuff going on. No names mentioned. It's just a, just a little... Just, you look up, you look up, and you're like balloons, sure. and then a, and then a, <laughs> okay, just slapping, you just slap by a T bone. I see. I don't endorse the meat industry. Uh huh. I'm just saying it would be funny. But okay. yes, you're right. There perhaps is a Freudian issue underlying. Perhaps this wish fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying. What was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was thinking yesterday that, wow, 150 episodes. And then I just thought, number one, that's too many. Number two, how long can it go on? And then I thought, like, how, like, the end of this, like, by the time everyone has left us, because it's like, (laughs) what are they even doing anymore? But we're still (laughs) recording every week. Like... (laughs) I just kept thinking about the tea ladies, and I was like, that's us. (laughs) Sign me the fuck up. (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, tea ladies. Yes. We're just in the trailer, like, ready to record. Yep. (laughs) Like, just gibberish. (laughs) But have a 
having the best time. Just our the walls of our trailer are just it's just all briefcase woman stickers. <laughs> just yeah. covering the walls. Yeah. Nice. We're just doing our thing until mm. poor Jessica Beal wanders in and then we're like, skin disease. <laughs> Disease. <laughs> she just comes in to record an episode. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the one person we could get. <laughs> a special guest. Yeah, yeah. The, by then, the anti-vax movement will have really panned out for people. <laughs> yeah. So she'll come on the show. She comes to our trailer in the woods. <laughs> it's just us in our house dresses. All I've ever wanted, truly. <laughs> that's the dream. That's that's the Gaylord's Endgame. So it's a oh, vision of our future. Honestly, rewatching that horrible movie for this show. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually thankful though because it did bring the tea ladies back in my life, and we <laughs> reference them so often. <laughs> They're so. I thank you for saying that because the tea ladies are such crucial queens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it almost makes me oh no am i developing warm fuzzies right now for that movie as we speak no it's a terrible movie it is it's not good no it's but not. they get me yeah and i get them yep i love the tea ladies i feel i it's like on screen like representation matters it does <laughs> you know <laughs> we can we can it was like that that picture going around the internet of the kid standing next to the kid from Encanto, the new Disney movie. Yes, that's us with the tea ladies. That's us standing next to ourselves. <laughs> my, 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 Skin disease. Oh, boy. Well, if anyone is still listening, thank you. Thank you. Uh, 150 that's... episodes. <laughs> Someone was like, I'm sorry. That someone was like, yeah, we're going to make a new, we're going to make the new, it's like the new Texas Chains, it's like Texas Chainsaw Extreme, and there's going to be these two ladies, and they live in the trailer, <laughs> and they make tea, and they say, ma, 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 ma. <laughs> and then they explain Leatherface, they explain the whole thing and tell the story. And they like decoupage. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. Wow. So 150 episodes. 150 episodes. Incredible. No, meat. no meats falling. No falling meat. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what is dropping today, Stacy? What is dropping today, Anthony? Moonbule's newest uh well, it's an album, isn't it? Yeah. Listen. Uh if your side of the manor if the hallway connecting our sides of the manor wasn't so long. It is. Every time a new tidbit appeared about Moonpeel's album, which as we're recording this, it's still some days away. But yeah. There's been pre-release songs, pre-release tidbits, etc. If your side of the manor was closer, every time something dropped I would run in and jump on your bed like an oversized novelty toddler on Christmas morning. I'd be like, Anthony, wake up! Look at this picture! 
Because you know what, y'all? Yeah, Moonbyal from Mama Moo. That is Listen. our text thread, to be, to be very blunt. Like, it, apparent, <laughs> honest, transparent. That's the word I was looking for. It's true. It's true. But you don't know how much restraint I've actually showed. I, I was going to say, you're still showing restraint because I haven't heard about her in days. <laughs> and actually, I get when I don't hear, I get concerned. I can't, Anthony, look. I know that you, I know that you, I really am grateful for a slash, like, I feel whatever, heartened by the fact that you want to respect, like, boundaries or whatever. (laughs) But, but you gotta keep me up to date on my Korean lesbians. It's been so hard, because listen, everybody... Okay, Moonbeal, one of my, like, oh, she's a lesbian, right? Moonbeal of Mamamoo. Of Mamamoo. Four queens of the universe. Absolute legends. Oh my god. She's been putting out stuff, like, here's, you know, here's the song and here's the movie script that goes along with it. And the first one came out and I was like, this is gay. This is gay. Are my gay eyes just reading too much into this? Or is this actually gay? Anthony, look at this. Is this gay? This is gay. And Anthony's like, that's gay. This is gay as shit. It's gay as shit. And then she does the second one, and it's even gayer. Like, and I I don't just mean like, like, listen, people. I'm getting excited. (laughs) You're glowing. She has long been suspected as being a lesbian, right? Like, and most people with eyeballs, even if your eyeballs are straight, will be like, "Well, she's gay, right?" But you don't know because people suspected aren't out. is a suspected is a very like light word, like it's a very tiptoey word. Well, I mean, nobody's out. That's true. I mean, at, at one point we suspected Elton John. Right. <laughs> but I mean she's been through it. She's gotten a lot of negativity thrown her way from from straights and yeah. from Korean lesbians alike who are who are like you're capitalizing on uh lesbian shit while being in the closet. They tried to forcibly out her to the point where her company actually sued them. They were making malicious Ugh. comments about her. They were uh she just has endured a lot of shit for someone who isn't actually out yep this album she has said is very personal to her she wants to show another side of herself and it is the gayest shit like the second song that she put out is lesbian erotica fully fully lesbian erotica and it's definitely lesbian erotica because like korean the way the korean language works is that they don't really use pronouns at all um, but she sang pronouns in English, so it's all she said. <gasps> so, so that you know for sure that it's woman to woman. She, it's a collaboration with a woman. As Whoopi Goldberg would say, it's V on V. And she's casting herself in this, so it's not even like there's a layer of removal. And then her the other preview that just came out, which I didn't actually message you, Anthony, and I don't know how I managed to control myself. Fuck this one called Lunatic, where she's like in a mental hospital, whatever, right? She put out these promo images, and there's writing all like crazy bye bye man writing all over the walls, right? It's a bye bye man crossover. Yeah. In these pictures where she's in the insane asylum or whatever, there's 
stuff written on the walls in English. And if I may, just read a little bit to you. Oh, please, please, please. Love shapes in different shapes and forms. So believe me, this is normal. Please believe me, I am not mad. I'm just fine. Trust me, I have no problem. I'm just the new normal. (laughs) And like to just be doing this in a country where homosexuality is still seen as the abnormal. But it's like she's doing everything to come out except for except for like saying the words. It's uh, it is so she gay. (laughs) There's no two ways about it. Yeah. And if you go off, if you, you know, go, if you know what, what, you know, might have been whispered on the internet about the current state of her relationship that she may or may not have with a current person who also <laughs> works in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, it only perfectly lines up that she would be talking about these stages of a relationship and what it takes to get up to that point to, to want to be brave and to want to just own it mm-hmm. in the Rena fashion as it were. And like her other members are being very supportive on the day, the lesbian erotica song called shut down the day that released Huasa did a live and was wearing her gay pride sweatshirt, which is huge enough. Like, I don't think we realize here how big those things are. Like for her to be putting out this album is a big deal. Culturally, it is fucking enormous over there. Like this is, this is, this is, bigger than well it's not bigger than but it it, it, i mean i feel like it's like almost like the the coming on episode of ellen (laughs) all over again in a way so i it is a big deal like i mean i think idols in korea are the lowest they're the absolute lowest rung on the entertainment ladder like the general public does not care about idols but it's still a huge fucking deal yeah it's enormous it's so, enormous. This kind of thing is only is only beginning to take shape in media. There's only visibility happening in the media over there in like the last twenty years, and 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 it's only beginning to begin to show up more and more. Like just in the last year. Yeah, look at mine, the K drama yeah. that we kept telling everybody to watch, where it's like, oh my god, you had one character say I'm a lesbian, and you had another character, an ex nun, say I'm sorry for the way you've been treated because you're gay. Like you're, there's mm-hmm. nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. And, like, that happened Mm -hmm. last year, this year, and that was revolutionary. Like, that's where they are right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I think, like, well, this that's why this is so blatantly, like, this is as close to coming out as you're going to get, when in mine, you have the out queer couple at the end who, like, they look at each other and hug. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's enough, because you know how significant that is as you watch it. But, I mean, that's that's what's happening in Moonbill's album. And in these releases, it's just, it's so cool. It's so cool to see this women's movement. It's amazing. And I'm just like, I'm really happy for her that she's finally, ex- like there, there's been rumors, et cetera, about other, about her trying to befriend other women celebrities, like just to have a friendship and people want nothing to do with her because being associated with her might make other people think you're a lesbian too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm just like, it, it, that she's actually expressing herself i'm just like she must feel so good (laughs) like hell yeah you know what that's like like every gay person who is at all out eventually like knows what that's like to be able to finally say yes this is me the glory of being yourself and self-actualization yeah oh so anyway which is why today in 
honor of Moonbule's release, uh, we are going two years back, baby. Whoa. Two years to the beginning of the pandemic, because that was two years ago, (laughs) with a movie called Hashtag Alive. I like this movie a lot. It's real good. It's real good. I've seen it before. I think, like, we kind of toyed with the idea also of doing Train to Busan, but everybody has seen Train to Busan, right? If you haven't, if you honestly haven't seen Train to Busan, watch Train to Busan, okay? Watch Train to Busan. Don't wait for Last Train to New York, the American remake, that literally does not need to happen for any reason, unless you have a rare bone disease that prevents you from reading subtitles. Or accessing dubbing or something. Or a skin disease. A skin disease (laughs) prevents you from watching Train to Busan. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I wanted to draw a little attention to another Korean zombie movie. Koreans really know how to do zombies. I sat down and put on this movie because I had also, I saw this pretty early into the pandemic and said, oh, this is, this is kind of what it feels like. This is weird. And as I sat down and put this on the second time, I just said to myself, God, I love Korean zombies. They really know what's up. They get them right. They absolutely get them right. Um, I will also recommend, and I know, Anthony, this has been on your list, but you really need to just push play. Oh, the show? The show, everybody should watch Kingdom if you haven't watched it. Korean show about, uh, it's a historical drama, historical horror with zombies. It's like six, each season is six episodes and then there's a prequel movie. It is like the, one of the best zombie things I've ever seen. Whoa. It's so fucking good. It's like the zombies are wicked, like... I mean, you've got Train to Busan and Hashtag Alive, and then you've got Kingdom. Like, the zombies are fucking wicked. Really? Yeah. It's, like I said, it's a historical show, so you've got, like, political intrigue, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's, and Bay Duna is in it. Everybody loves Bay Duna. Uh, and so I cannot recommend Kingdom enough. Hell yeah. So. That's a tall order. Some of the best zombies, too. I think so. They're so fucking cool. Please forgive me if this is too much of a digression. Um, but I'm curious, like, just off the top of your head, what are your, like, top zombies? Because I know in the past you've referenced, like, Resident Evil 2, the remake. You said those were really great zombies. Yeah. Um, I know you love Korean zombies. But, like, what would... If you had to do, like, your top three or four or five off the top of your head... <sighs> You know, it's, well, one thing that came up while I was watching Hashtag Alive that I made a note of for us to discuss Mm -hmm. is the Romero-flavored zombies. Has Mm -hmm. there, uh, is there a place for them in our workaday world? (laughs) (laughs) These are the Andy Rooney questions. (laughs) Well, I feel like in a post-28 Days Later world... Zombies shifted and became fast. Yeah, they're they're not majorettes. They're not a slow-moving majorette. You know what I mean? And so I just said, like, can a property... I mean, I guess Walking Dead, they're... Right? Like, I don't know. I don't watch The Walking Dead. They're slow. They're slow. But a a movie... Assuredly. 
A movie, like, do can we go back to that? Or do people want the zombies to run? Mm-hmm. Because I love the Romero zombies. I mean, they're some goofy as shit a lot of the times. But they're great. I, but I love them. That's it's classique. Yeah. In in Kingdom, are they they're fast? Also, like Train to Busan and Hashtag Alive. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they've really got some. Shifted. They've got some uh, special things going on. Oh, I don't like special infected. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, I mean, I love the zombies from the Resident Evil games, and those are slow. Yeah, yeah. I like slow. Okay, so you're a slow, a Resident Evil... I, I love a slow zombie, but the Koreans, like, I don't know what it is about their zombies, but they, uh... I like them a lot. It's, I think, with the Korean zombies, it's a really nice melding of a traditional zombie and the sort of rage zombie. Yeah. Something about it feels like it's it's not one or the other. It's kind of a nice twist. They're really they're you can always tell too that they're you, they're often kind of played by dancers. <laughs> um, and I think especially in like Train to Busan, you get that really strange. Not as much in this film, although I did notice one certain actor that I want to bring uh, address who has very dancer qualities and their depiction of a zombie in this film. But in this, they're more just kind of fast and jerky. But, but yeah, you get more, like, Train to Busan, they're very dancerly. Very, it's just, <laughs> so weird. I, I watched, um, I don't think you watched Sweet Home. I haven't, not yet. And that, I mean, that's, like, less zombies. They're more like, they turn into these monsters. And I actually, I hated the show in the end. It kind of fell apart and turned into a Walking Dead, where it's like, okay, and now everyone gets raped. And it was just awful. <laughs> but, um, but even in that, the monsters were so jarring and creative and distressing mm. uh in a way that feels very similar to just how creatively i don't know it's it, it's like how do you take something so tried and true as a zombie but actually make it kind of different and and upsetting and cool i think like part of the reason i love the romero stuff is be- just because of like when i saw like when i was a kid it was all slow zombies yeah, you know what I mean? and so that's what scared me the most was like, oh, what if I looked out my window and my, my backyard was all full of zombies? It'd be so scary if they were just because, standing there. Because the whole idea, right? I, that's what's that's what's awesome about Fulci zombies, especially mm-hmm. in Zombie Two or Zombie, is that they're those ones. Their eyes aren't even open. They are full on fucking walking corpses. Yeah, yeah. Which to so, me, I want to see even more of that. Like, I want to see zombies that are like no semblance of being alive it's just like it's like fucking weekend at bernie's but he's gonna eat you yeah yeah the old stuff the italian stuff they are bodies coming or thriller they are bodies coming up out of the ground to eat you and to dance (laughs) yeah they have two purposes (laughs) two purposes whereas like a lot of the new stuff the fast zombies are freshly dead people and mm-hmm. so, you know what I mean? But I think the the Korean film, like Busan and Alive, especially Alive, definitely in particular, is like somehow, even though it's like a mob of running zombies, a lot of them still seem to have not quite personalities necessarily, but like, but they they have some kind of individuality. Yeah, no, that's that was something I noted that I appreciated about this as I was watching it is there these there it's there's a there's an element of personality to some of them, but there's also they can learn. 
Yeah. Or they're kind of they're they're not just dead things. There's right. There is um they are aware of cause and effect in mm-hmm. this, and that's also upsetting. And they maintain some of their memories of their like that was something that Romero was doing in the original script for Day of the Dead was zombies mm-hmm. being able to use tools and you know do all of the and use weapons and all of these things like residual memories and they play with that in this that like zombies still know how to open doors they still mm-hmm. know how to do a few things and so I like that yeah. Which is more distressing to imagine that, oh, so there is some semblance of yourself trapped in there, maybe. Like, yeah, unable to do anything about it. Which one is it? Is it Burial Ground, the Knights of Terror, where the zombies can use weapons and stuff? Wait, Burial Ground with the creepy With the creepy man-child. Who was like, mother, let me milk your teats. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Is that the one where they can, like, they put a ladder up against a house to get up to the second story and stuff? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Like that, no, no, no. No, no, zombies. No, you stay on the first floor, please. (laughs) So. You gotta keep them in their place. Yeah. I tried to scrub that movie from my memory after the the, the child. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. It's so truly upsetting. So this movie's a great pandemic watch, huh? <laughs> yeah, no feelings whatsoever. I <laughs> I well and I was so I, I had a really interesting um joy trauma, joy trauma at the beginning of this film. <laughs> because I love I love the onset of a plague. In a film. And then I, so I had to write like, God, I just love seeing the beginning of a plague or a virus or a rage outbreak in a movie. And I realized I don't like seeing it as much in real life. Everybody loves uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, at least the first 10 minutes or whatever, right? Like, that's what's fucking wicked about it. Honestly, I could throw out the whole rest of the movie, but give me Sarah Pauly, like, realizing that something is fucking wrong as shit in her neighborhood. And driving away as people, cars are exploding and people are eating each other. Like, give me those initial moments. Like, I'm like, The Walking Dead, whatever, a guy wakes up or 28 days later and everything's already gone to shit. Sure, I get it. But, like, I, I love the chaos. That's why Stephen King's Cell. You can throw out the whole rest of that book, but just when the pulse comes through, the cell phone, and then everyone just starts tearing each other apart. Bird Box. Yeah, did you see that? I never saw that one. I did. I read the book first, and then I really? saw the movie. Yeah. How was? Did, I don't know. If we've ever even talked about it. I never talked about it. the movie. Was you know? Yeah. Okay. Book was okay. Had some but that time. you get to see it happen. But that you get to see it happen. Yeah. Also. So I agree with you. I agree with you because then so many zombie things, and this is also something that I appreciate about hashtag alive and train to busan is like i'm I'm tired of the who's the real monsters like even even hashtag alive does go there because it seems like you always need that one person who like like that one survivor who's like oh now now i get to do my experiments or whatever you know what i mean like there always has (laughs) to be that person but i'm just i think i'm just tired of I'm tired of the Romero paradigm where it's like, here's the group of survivors and oh my God, they're just as bad as the zombies. Who's the real asshole? I can't do, that's why, I mean, that's like I said, that's why we stopped watching Sweet Home. That was even, even we wanted to watch, um, what was that stupid one? Geostorm? Not even a zombie movie. (laughs) Yeah. 
I was like, for I was searching for after disaster July, you know, that we had several mm, ju- mm-hmm. Julys and Augusts ago. <laughs> after that, I was like, oh, I want like a big new disaster movie. And so we sought out Geostorm thinking that would be it. <laughs> Because the trailer, it's like, I don't know, it's a geostorm. And so there's shit and comets everywhere and things exploding. The whole movie is just them driving their car. Nothing happens. And then people are the monsters. And I'm like, no, I want big budget set pieces. I want semis exploding. I want comets crashing on Kylie Minogue. I want like all (laughs) kinds. I just want haywire, you know? And I don't want like, oh, the neighbor stole my kid because they want to trade it for food or something <laughs> like yeah. I, don't, I don't need that let the zombies be the bad guys yeah that's why i'm watching the zombie movie yeah i'm just i'm just tired of that model i guess yeah it works here it works fine and it's the it's maybe one of the less um abrasive instances of it because usually it's like roving packs of men or some aggro dude with a horrible weapon or something no not not in the, not in this one at least. But it is like it's within the first five minutes things go to heck. You have like two minutes of calm and then uh oh, zombie time. That's <laughs> the notification that goes off on the phone. <laughs> yeah, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, our leading man Junyu gets up. He's a gamer bro. His sister and parents are away, and he's, like, going about his day. He's going to go online and game, because he's a gamer bro. (laughs) Got to do some farming and some raids. Yeah, (laughs) but then, like, in five minutes, everything's cuckoo nutso, uh, because there's some kind of virus going on, and people are zombies and running around and eating each other. And uh, so, basically, he's trapped in his apartment. And, you know, time passes, food and water runs out. Um, what's he gonna do? Because the world's gone to heck. And then, finally, like three weeks in, he a voicemail gets through to his phone, and he manages to get a signal enough to hear it, and it's from his family, and he hears them. Like, they're leaving a voicemail, and while they're leaving the voicemail, they get attacked and eaten. Oh, God. Um, and so with nothing left, food and water, kaput, he decides he's going to kill himself. Uh, he is stopped, basically, by the woman across the way on the hmm. other side of the apartment building. Survivor queen named Kim Yubin. I'm sorry, on this day of our Lord, what name has come over the airwaves? <laughs> yeah! Kim Yubin! As in Kim Yubin! Yubin! <laughs> of thank you so much fame. Uh, my other... Is she a lesbian? She's yeah, a lesbian. she is a lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That was also part of the reason why I suggested this one. Because I knew there would be that cosmic alignment I of screamed. lesbians. Uh, I wonder if the character is named after her. It has to be. Yeah. Because she's like a cool, badass, misandrist dyke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They had to have named her after Ruben. So they are across the way. Like, they've got like a parking lot in between their two halves of the apartment complex. Um, And so they kind of start communicating and passing food back and forth, all of this. And then uh, 
They're going to try to get up to the eighth floor of his building because she has looked with her binoculars and says the eighth floor is empty. They get up to the eighth floor. No, no, there's a man up there who you think he's going to help, but then, oh, no, he's crazy. (laughs) They escape. They get up to the roof. You think maybe this is the end, but then they get rescued. The end. Bye. Yes, Hashtag alive. Well, technically, it's hashtag I must survive, which then turns into hashtag alive. True. And I said, when when I must survive at the end pops up, I said, that's not the title. But then it truncates and it says, Saraita. Huh? Yeah. (gasps) You can say it. I can say it. As I I was watching this movie, I started um, daydreaming and I was like, one day, Stacy and I could go to Korea and, like, she could, like, help us get around. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, like, there's so much more to the movie, but that's basically the gist, okay? Yeah. It's great. It's, it's, got, it's got great, um, upsetting parkour-esque sequences. Yeah. Uh, it's got wonderful use of, like, I mean, I love that this guy is a loser gamer nerd like us. He's a dummy. He's a, <laughs> he's a dummy. He's like, you know, how old is he? Like, is he a late teenager? Is he in his early twenties? Um, he lives with his family in this little little apartment, uh, and so you get to see bits of his gamer life and how it comes out to help him in surviving, like using his drone and his little virtual reality goggles, and using those to using that to pilot the drone around to distract zombies to help save Yubin. Um, it's really cool. There's a, a, it's a great use of, of, um, I don't know, of how to, how to do a zombie movie creatively in 2020 after zombies have been so honestly beaten into the ground at this point. Yeah, that's, that's how he basically gets rescued is like day one. He basically makes an Instagram post or something and says like, here's my address. I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. But then he loses service, so he has no way of knowing if there's been any response to it. But that's the way uh, people are getting found, was by using their social media. Yeah. Which is also, like, it's funny to watch the, having now been a um, a liver through a pandemic, or, <laughs> um, it's it's really funny to see these little bits of media that deal with the ideas of pandemics and and how people react. Uh, and in hashtag alive, like oh yeah, absolutely, there would be people posting on social media seeking out help, and it would become you would everyone would start to use the same hashtag to get rescued, and like <laughs> it's really interesting. I like the there's a part where he kind of updates, his, even though he has no way of knowing if anybody is seeing it, because uh, he still uploads a few times to his. I, he apparently has subscribers. He must be on Twitch or something, whatever the equivalent is. Uh, and I like when he gives him. Uh, he talks for a little bit, and then at the end he says, "Subscribe." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then immediately realizes like that's useless yeah. like but just just the habit of having to say subscribe at the end of your spiel mm-hmm. on youtube yeah i think well and i think that it's a funny movie mm-hmm. and that's really helpful too especially when you're watching it during an actual plague uh um i think for me so much of that comedy too comes from that this weird unconventional relationship between its two leads and with yubin making fun of him every step of the way like when she she he's when he hangs himself and he's just he's literally just hanging about to die and then she starts flashing a laser pointer at her at him from across the way 
which makes him realize there is somebody else alive. So he gets out of the noose or it breaks. And then she immediately points <laughs> to some characters on the wall on, on these art prints and spells out idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she just trolls him throughout this movie. He'll send over, he finds Nutella. He goes on a farming run. I love, this was so Jason, where he's like, he has to amp himself up to go out and find food because he's run out of food. So he convinces himself like it's like it's a game. So he goes, let's go farming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have lived with, we've all, we are this nerd. Yeah. Um, he goes farming. He, you know, fights off the crazy mountaineering neighbor zombie. Get some Nutella, which could you imagine? Oh my God. No food, zombie apocalypse. And you stumble upon literally the food of the gods. Yeah. <laughs> nutella chocolate and hazelnut combined he sends it over to her because they make a little pulley system or a little a little rope that they shoot stuff over on and a with a it's a you understand what i'm saying they send he sends it over to her she gets the nutella in the morning she's like she's like oh thanks for the bag and he goes like he asks about the nutella and she just says it's okay and he's horrified (laughs) he's wasted the nutella it's great. I love I love them. I love that there isn't really... I mean, you could argue maybe they would like each other down the line, but there's no really relationship between them. Yeah, it's like his elation at there just being someone else. Yes. Alive is so nice to watch. I love it. He's so... He's a little dummy. I love him. He's a little dummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, you know, three weeks... Three weeks without knowing anything. It was like, I don't know. How would I? Well, I'm not. He's elevated. He's like on the fourth floor or something. So he'd be fine. But everybody who lives on the first floor, I'm just like, what would I? I would not last. Oh, you're ground floor on that side of the manor. Yeah, I would not last. Like, first day, I'd be like, well. What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. When I was a kid and I would like watch, you know, Night of the Living Dead or whatever, and I'd see them boarding up the windows, I would always stop and look at our like giant sliding glass door (laughs) or the huge window by the couch. And I'm like, what would you do in those, in that moment? You know, what's the plan? Yeah, I, I have like no survival skills whatsoever. You're not grabbing your climbing axe and No, that's the thing. <laughs> this survival queen Eubin, like, she's a climber and so she has her axe. She has her hatchet. She has her lantern. She ha- I have nothing. Like I have n- I could throw Mama Moon CDs at the zombies. <laughs> like the rage carry too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like I'm a fucking Cenobite from Hellraiser 3. Yeah, DJ Cenobite. DJ Cenobite, but like that's about it. Like I just I don't have any survival skills. I the group like in the Walking Dead group of survivors, I would be so useless. They would kick <laughs> they would kick me out the first day. <laughs> I'd be like, I got some jokes. And they'd be like, no. <laughs> no. Bye-bye. It's fine. I've accepted this about myself. It's Every survival squad needs a, a jester. Or a <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's me. I just, uh, you know. Well, I'm glad that you put that out there for everyone assembling their teams. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put me on the team. Honestly. You, 
Pick- but you can, you know, what, what, saying that it was happening, the living dead are walking. I wouldn't even know. I, listen. Because n- <laughs> you're playing the division? Because I'm playing the division or studying my Korean or just like <laughs> sitting and staring at the wall. Like, who knows? Do you know how many times I have been like, what is going on outside? And I look outside and there's like a blizzard. And I had no idea it was coming. <laughs> I I just, I don't, I'm not aware of these things. And so, I'd be like, who is banging on my windows? And I would look outside and it would just be zombies. And I'd be like, what? (laughs) And then I would go online and there would be no internet. I'd be like, what is happening? (sighs) And then what do you do? You just you just give in to I would oblivion. Turn up, put on Mama Moo, <laughs> and then they're your um, band on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, Mama Moo is my Titanic band, and then I just eat the last of whatever food I have, and I'd be like, okay. Time for a farming run. I'm going to go look for supplies. I would get one foot out the door. What? I'd be so pumped. I'd be like, all right, I don't have a lot of equipment, but I have like a fork or whatever. (laughs) And a CD. And my CDs. On like, I'd make like a bandolier of CDs, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, I look so cool. I would open my door and die. Like Yeah, a tank zombie just mows yeah, you down like, and eats you. Yeah, just right on the porch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then somebody, some survivor on a balcony with their binoculars is like, is she wearing a bandolier made yeah, what of is, CDs? What is she doing? My last thought would be like, I got to turn around so it looks like I'm trying to go in the building. So that people would think <laughs> that I came from somewhere else. And I died at the last minute rather than dying at the first minute, you know? Even in the zombie apocalypse, you're still concerned about optics. Oh, absolutely. I would... (laughs) It's like I still gotta wear some good clothes. Just in case. Um, Stacey, once again, pardon me if this is too much of a digression. (laughs) But this this does remind me of a certain story that you told recently. Mm-hmm. That involved you going to your door, um, and it also involves clothes or lack thereof. No. <laughs> Look, does anybody know what my problem is? It's just too cool. Just <laughs> undiagnosed issues. <laughs> Listen. All right. Fine. <laughs> We all know, if you've listened to this show at some point in the 150 episode history, I have, I have probably told of my relationship with the corner spiders of my house. Yes. On occasion, when a corner spider, daddy long, it's always daddy long legs, which I don't even know if they actually are spiders. Anyway. They have legs. Well, I know they have legs, but I mean, I, f- I think they're actually qualified as something else. Anyway, oh, that would make sense. Anyway, I just let them do their thing. I figure they're going to eat other things. Whatever. Live and let live. It'll die eventually. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, so that is my ethos regarding the daddy long legs. So the other night, a couple nights ago, 
I go to take a shower. I disrobe. Ooh. I take my showers nude. <laughs> the saxophone music starts playing. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Nobody picture anything. I do, but just <laughs> for storytelling purposes, they don't know what to picture. They're That's right. like, briefcase, briefcase woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen. I take my showers in the nude. Okay, so sue me. She said it. I said it. I said what I said. <laughs> So, get ready to take, oh yeah, shower. Turn on the water. Notice there's a daddy long legs at the back, like in the back, back, back corner by the tub. I say, oh no, what is this thing doing here? It immediately starts freaking out because it's getting rained on by the shower. Yeah, splashy, splashy. Splashy, splashy. So it's like, oh, I'm going to make a break for it. And so it starts running out of the tub. And I'm like, cool, it'll go somewhere else. But then it was like, oh, no. And it turned around and went back to the. And then it turned around and came back. And then it turned around and went back. And I'm like, you have to do something, spider. But it wouldn't. And so I was like, it's up to me now. So I went and got a piece of cardboard. And I scooped it up. And I said, well, now what? And I was like, well, I have to take it outside. (laughs) (laughs) So as I'm walking to my front door, the spider is like, fuck yeah. And starts like, like spitting out some web. Oh, that's what that sounds like. Yeah. It's blowing raspberries at you. (laughs) Uh, So the spider is dangling precariously from the cardboard now, like a foot and a half of web in its panic. And I'm like, oh, no. I open the door and I realize I have no clothes on. (laughs) And and then I was like, what are you doing? Like one of my neighbors has dogs and they go in and out all the time to walk their dogs. What if they come back? And then I realized that, like, if someone was across the street and at the right place, they could absolutely see what was going on through the front door of the building. <laughs> so I'm standing there, no clothes, arm extended, holding a piece of paper, which no one can see. The, if someone saw me, no one could see the spider. So it's just like this naked person holding out a piece of cardboard and then waving the cardboard frantically so I could get the spider off of it. And then I go back in my apartment. <laughs> but the spider left, so that's fine. So, well, the mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Quote, George W. Yeah, I mean, am I already a tea lady and I just don't know it yet? You know? <laughs> Anyway, I don't mean, I mean. <laughs> They're ready for it. I love your neighbor that's like, what the fuck is she doing? What is she doing? Last week it was a bandolier of CDs. And now she's like <laughs> naked, naked holding a spider. A now she's naked and waving cardboard. <laughs> so anyway, that speaks to the mental faculties that are going on here. Little Casa Stacy. <laughs> Still Stacy. Still Stacy. <laughs> anyway, hashtag alive. Hashtag alive. Not to be confused with Alone, which is uh, the remake that came out the very same year, uh, the American remake, because like the last train to New York 
there's no reason for it to exist except you don't want to deal with subtitles. The remake, Stacy, stars Tyler Posey, noted for his OnlyFans account and for the headline, Tyler Posey credits his girlfriend with helping him come out as queer. <laughs> it stars Tyler Posey and as crazy older guy, Donald Sutherland, because his career is doing well. I didn't even know that movie existed. Isn't that just offensive? It is. There's no reason for it. I mean, no. I guess if the creators of the original got some money, that's good. But Yeah. Anyway, listener, would you survive? What would be left of you, huh? Everybody thinks they're so big. Like, oh, Stacy would die on her porch. Well, where would you die, <laughs> huh? Anyway. <laughs> Oh, it would just be miserable. I I, I realized um, in my March 2020 experiences, I stood crying in the Trader Joe's wondering where all the groceries were. I realized that I was not, I was not going to be the survivalist that I imagined I was as a child watching these films. <laughs> this is always, oh, let's point and laugh at Stacy's pathetic survival skills. <laughs> oh no, Dr. Lecter. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Pagliacci. <laughs> Let's hear. How would you do? I don't know. I can't. Uh, I, can't. I don't think I would do. I don't know. I think I would just panic. I think I would get really concerned about my cats. Mm-hmm. And then that would probably lead to my demise. Yeah. Because I'd be like, no, princess. And then the zombie gets me. Or I would. I don't know. I feel like I'd be good at like driving. <laughs> I'm trying to think of my skills in the pit. I could drive around, but then I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want to like siphon gas because that's gross. You get it in your mouth. So I wouldn't be good at that, actually. Yeah, I would probably I would probably panic, try to just hide somewhere and then be brutally murdered Mm. is my guess. I mean, I guess we don't know how we are tested until we're tested, you know. Would we still be making episodes? Like if there was an Internet, would we still be making episodes? Probably. I mean, we've been doing it so far two years into this. I mean, that's, if anything, that's the true joy of being alive on this planet, is understanding that there are cinematic apocalypses, and then there's what we're actually living through, which is just boring and annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So No one's got their CD bandoliers, you know? No, no. No one's, like, you think about all the cool post-apocalypse, I mean, I guess we haven't had an actual apocalypse, but. Not that I want these things to happen, but it's just like, I think the problem is that, like, we're in a pandemic. Life just goes on. It's still like, oh, you gotta go to work. Oh, you gotta pay your phone bill or whatever. It's like, when do we turn into humongous from the Road Warrior? Exactly. It's not, nobody wants the apocalypse. Right. Unless unless you're like Joe Rogan or some shitty dude, right? Nobody wants that. But... Is it too much to ask for a sense of pageantry? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think about, like, 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 honestly, like, I think about this with my, my, you know, surviving Catholic bullshit, where it's like, oh, I'm not pro-Catholic, but if you're going to do church, I don't want to see this, you know, Baptist, we're sitting around in our church, like, playing acoustic guitar and singing about, you know, friendship or whatever. Well, like an evangelical, like they're in the giant... Yeah, civic mega church. Yeah, that's not that's not church. No, if you don't sit, stand, sit, stand. There's not people in gowns, and there's not incense, and it's not like super goth. Like I want the pageantry, you know? Yeah. 
So I'm saying I don't want the apocalypse. I don't want Catholic Church. But if you're going to do it, have that flair. Right. At least at the beginning of our pandemic, there were the weirdos who were like putting garbage cans on their heads or whatever because they didn't have masks, right? (laughs) People were doing some weird stuff. Garbage cans. Yeah. What? Didn't you ever see pictures of people like in the grocery store? Fashioning home helmets because, like, nobody knew what was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they would just put, like, a traffic cone on their head or whatever. I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't take me back. That's something, I suppose. Yeah, at least there's that. Oh, boy. What a time. What a fucking time. Stacy, with all of that said, Mm -hmm. are you ready to... Turn away from the woes of the world and instead <laughs> place your head on the shopping block? Mmm. Nay, joyo! Well, here we are. Le chop chop. I love La Chop Chop. Here on La Chop Chop, our French-themed uh, horror trivia game uh, on Gay Lords of Darkness, we present each other with three different horror trivia categories. We choose our category, and we are subjected to five questions that we have to answer. We have ten seconds to answer every single question. Well, each individual question, we get ten seconds. Um, unless one of us calls out, I want the wig. In which case, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 descends upon your head and earns you an additional 10 seconds because it's confused our non-binary executioner, the heads they, of course, like any other game show lifeline. <laughs> uh, if you win, you won. If you die at any point, you're done. Because you're dead. Because that's how, actually how a thing called physics works. Was well, that physics? Or is that just biology? <laughs> sure. Metaphysics, dude. Yeah, science. Uh, and that's the chopping block. Sure is. Stacy remembered something last week. I remembered something last week, but this week I refuse. To it remember. does not translate. <laughs> I refuse to remember. So we can rock, paper, scissors. And we just tell each other. Mm hmm. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Okay, one, two, three. Rock. Paper. Oh, you win. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean, though? Does that mean I go first? You Wait. can choose if you want to ask first or answer first. How's that? Okay, well, how about I will ask first? Oh, all right. Okay. And you have, do you still have two wigs? Sure do. Plus the regular wig. Three wigs. You have Three you wigs. have the Jamie Lee Curtis wig. You have the wig of the dead. Yeah. Which is just the wig again, right? Did it have a special rule? It was just the wig of the dead. Yeah, it's just a bonus wig. And then you have the, the Karen Huger wig from The Real Housewives of Potomac. That is mm-hmm. a, a wig that you win for an undetermined amount of extra time. Right. Right. Okay, How cool. Exciting. How, How exciting. exciting. Well, with those three wigs, you have three categories to choose. Two of these categories are new. And <gasps> one of them is a old category. Look at you doing the work this week. Well, just wait till you hear them. Don't get excited yet, Stacy. <laughs> okay. Your returning category is we are going to eat you. Hey. In which I tell you, you've heard that before, I bet. <laughs> 
I didn't mean it like that. I meant because it's a famous <laughs> horror movie tagline. I meant because it's a famous horror movie tagline. No comment. Shut up! <laughs> God damn it. I'm an adult. Okay, Sigmund. I'm an adult with dreams and hopes. <laughs> <laughs> so, shut up. So when we're going to eat you, the famous tagline of a famous movie, I, I, I tell you a tagline from a zombie movie like that, and you tell me the movie. So if, for example, I said the name of this category, which I'm never saying again, you would yeah, say. I would say zombie. Exactly. Well done. Uh, your your new categories. Your new category. New category one is alive. <laughs> how you doing? Um. How do I wait? How do I pronounce this? Because in writing, it's different. Your new category is Jason named this one. It's alive, a live, a love. <laughs> <laughs> In which, when you look at it written out, it's a little different. Um, Jason proudly named that one. I wanted to be sure to credit him on air for that stroke. (laughs) Stroke. Uh, In which you have 50 seconds to name five horror movies with Alive in the title. And for this one, you can include sequels and remakes. That's Alive, Alive, Alive. And your second new category is my number, my letter. She's my number and my letter. And this is all about those dumb horror movie titles that awkwardly use a number in place of letters in their titles. Oh, dear. Do you know what I mean? Like Five Cream, if they had, you know, if they weren't cowards and they actually called it Five Cream like it should be. Right. Um, So these are just, these are based around those films oh i don't know if i can even think of any okay there there's only a handful there's you know you have your you have your normie films like simone remember that the computer woman with like al pacino or whatever oh god you have those movies but then there's a handful of horror movies that do it too so your categories are we are going to eat you alive a live a love or my number, my letter. She's my number and my letter. It's a Chinatown reference. Uh, a loaf. <laughs> a loaf, a love, a loof. <laughs> yeah. Oops. All right. Yeah, I'm going to do that one. Oh, boy. This You're going good. for it? I'm going to go for it. Five movies? Five movies. This is kind of a tough one, but remember... You can include sequels and remakes. Okay. You ready for this? Nope, but yeah, okay. All right. Now remember, you have three wigs, so essentially you could gain 20 plus an indeterminate indeterminate amount of seconds. Okay. Um, with your 50 seconds that you already have. So, a live, a live, a love. Let's start in three, two, one. Go. I want the wig. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Eaten Alive. Yes. It's Alive. Yes. Island of the Alive. Yes. Uh, Dead Alive. Uh, yes. Alive. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. Alive. No. Uh... <laughs> alive. 
Oh, it's alive. 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 Alive and also no. <laughs> oh, no. Alive. 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 She's alive. Uh alive of the living dead. You can include sequels and remakes. I can? Dead yes. alive too? Eaten alive too? Also eaten alive? Alive. Alive. I'm alive. I don't know if you got it or not. <laughs> it depends on your intentionality. Oh! So, <laughs> you did say it's alive more than once. Uh huh. Which there is an it's alive remake. Well, Sorry. yeah, that's what I, when you said you could say remakes, I was just uh, poking. So I was just trying. So I said it. Oh, so you were saying it in, in reference to yeah. the remake. Yeah, because I had already said it. Baby, you're a winner. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what a roller coaster. I love that you did. Because isn't Island of the Alive, it's Alive is the 3? the third one? Yeah. But I love that you didn't do the second one. <laughs> well, I couldn't remember if Island of the Alive was the second or third one, so I just said it. And then... Instead of the second one. You did the first one and the third one. You did oh, it. it's still alive or so, or it's, it no, lives it's again? it's alive too. Oh, I thought it was it's, It Lives Again or something. Uh, is well. that the subtitle? But I, I love either. that you, I love that you went, it's alive... It's alive three, alive, 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 alive. alive, alive. Can't think of what would come in between those two. What could it be? Phew. It's well. It is. It's uh, it's alive too. It lives again. It was released traditionally as it's alive as it lives again, but it has okay. been also released as it's alive too. It lives again. So technically, maybe at one point you wouldn't have been able to use that. However, okay. I think it is commonly known now. Well, it's but not well the done. most not the most dignified win, but well, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Congratulations, me. And it's not a bad surprise. So this day and age, we'll take it. I'll take it. Congrats. Yay! This is see, what this is a lesbian high holiday today. Obviously, <laughs> it really is. You've been Moonbeal, victory on the chopping block. Yeah, you know though, not all lesbians are happy today. I know one blood countess who lives in Louisiana might feel left out. <laughs> oh my god! How could I forget her? <laughs> you did not. Oh include, my god! You did not include Stay Alive. How? talk about all the time <laughs> with the formative feminist game developer oh my we talked so God. much about video games today too what an asshole <laughs> you forget the woman who made it possible see that's what the chopping block does <laughs> on the french themed chopping block where she's speaking her own language too it's like i threw a rose at myself <laughs> But you did win. Well done. Oh, well. I don't know about well done, but thank you. Well, it's your turn. 
Oh, I can't wait. Place your head on the chopping block, please, Anthony. Oh, God, I'm upset. Okay. The heads they raises their labrys high. <laughs> Anthony, please choose from one of these three categories that are all old and desiccated. Like... <laughs> Category jerky. <laughs> Tan mom category. Tan mom. <laughs> Choose from one of these three Tan moms. <laughs> Where's that game? <laughs> category one. The Peterson Field Guide to Romero Zombies. Ooh. You tried this one before and you died. I did. So it's back for you to try again if you choose it. Okay, okay. Uh, I give you, I describe a zombie from a George Romero film. You tell me the name of the film. Okay. Okay, category two. Uh, excuse me. Just one more thing. This category is all about the intersection of horror actresses and Columbo. Oh. This is all about horror actresses who have appeared on episodes of Columbo. I describe said actress. You tell me the name of the actress. So, did I start this one and fail horribly? No, I think you wanted to do it, but then you didn't. You're right. That's such a good category. And category three, in honor of my queen, I say Mama Moonbule. Oh. In this category, you have 50 seconds. 60 seconds if you ask for that wig. To name five horror movies that have the word moon in the title. It's a tough one. What? It is. No, that's why I'm laughing. I'm laughing at imagining me trying to do it. Oh, okay. (laughs) So your choices are the Peterson Field Guide to Romero Zombies. Uh, Excuse me, just one more thing. And I say Mama Moonbule. I am... I am popping in my glass eye, and I am <laughs> I am embracing my my mental pack of Mrs. Columbo DVDs that I own vicariously astrally through you. Give me the Columbo, please. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm wow. <laughs> She's really excited today. <laughs> well, who can blame her? I love Columbo. Uh, okay, so I describe a horror movie actress who appeared on an episode of Columbo. You tell me the name of the actress. You'll get these. We will celebrate together with our heads attached. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Remember, you have a wig. No, just the one. Just the one wig. <laughs> but you can look at my surplus of wigs as you die. And say, I wish I had those. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Number one. She may have been a nice babysitter in Halloween, but she was a surly waitress on Columbo. Oh, a nice babysitter. Well, I'm going to guess Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh, that could have been Annie. She wasn't a nice babysitter. You're right. She wasn't nice. Oh, okay. I should listen. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Halloween? No. Okay. I've only seen Halloween 2018, my favorite film. Oh, you should see the original. It's pretty good. I don't know. I heard it had women in it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number two. She won an Oscar in 1976 for her performance in Network. 
she should have won an Oscar in 2017 for her performance in The Bye Bye Man. And also somehow in 1993 for her performance on Columbo. I see her performance slapping that assistant wasn't included. Faye Dunaway, please. Yes! Ding, ding, ding! I love her. I know she's a monster. Like, there's no two ways about it. She's an absolute monster. I don't care. Somebody just sent me a thread about um, abusive bosses on Twitter, and there was a screenshot of someone that was, like, talking about their own abusive boss. And it was Faye Dunaway. Yeah. That they were an assistant for. And I just said, I feel this. This is so important. I will always be Team Dunaway. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know why, but... I'm like, did the woman not earn it? (laughs) Did she? I love Faye Dunaway. Yeah, me too. It's a it's a lonely place to be. It is. Number three, look at you. <gasps> three. E three. Mini cast of it. Maud and that lady in that episode of Columbo are three incredible characters brought to life by this actress. By the one and only the incredible Ruth. Uh, Ruth. Ruth. Harold and Maud starring Budcourt and Ruth. B- Ruth, I want the wig! Ruth, <laughs> Bud Light, baby Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Gordon, Ruth Gordon, Ruth Gordon, Ruth motherfucking Gordon. Holy shit. At the buzzer. Holy At shit. the, can you feel the kiss of the blade on the back of your neck? Listen, the, the to quote the film title, The Edge of the Axe. Right there. <laughs> wow, that was exciting. Ruth Gordon. Her name is Gordon. Oh my god. Number four. Oh my god, the shame. Continue. This formidable actress won the skeleton key to my heart when she gave a string of incredible looks in Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking queen, Jenna Rowland. Yes, ding, ding, ding. most Stacy question of all time. <laughs> Here we go. This is the big one, baby. Okay, okay, okay. This is the big one. Don't be intimidated. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they didn't play sisters in their respective episodes of Columbo. But they did play sisters in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Who are they? Oh, that's um, that's uh, Vera Miles and um, and and um, and Janet uh, Lee. Yes. Oh. Stacy. <laughs> On this holy day of lesbiana, I say you're alive. You are hashtag alive, Anthony. Oh my god, I will burn paper labrises in honor of our ancestors. <laughs> oh my god. Saraita! Oh wow. Yep. Woo! Wow, that was a thrilling chopping block. My Blood heart is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like I knew I got after Ruth Gordon. I didn't think I was going to get the actresses because you know how I forget people's names on the spot. Yeah. Well, characters, I I think characters are maybe your weak point, but actresses, you're good. Yeah, but sometimes, but I did, in no world would I have forgotten Ruth Gordon's name. It's just like, it's like when someone asks you a question, and then you, you would know the answer, but because they asked you, it has been erased from your brain. It's when you say, it's alive, and it's alive three, and don't say, it's alive two. (laughs) It's It's when you, you pester everyone you encounter by talking about stay alive, and then don't mention it at all. It's still, uh, there's still pressure. I just want, thank you. Thank you. And I just want everyone, all of y'all think it's so easy, but you do not know what your brain, I've said this a thousand times on the show. You do not know what your evil, what evil things your brain will do to you in this game. Mm -hmm. When you hear those footsteps coming. Wow. What a truly a lesbian high holy day today has been. Absolutely. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, downhill from here. Yeah. Uh, listen, okay, sure. 150 down. At least one more to go. We'll be back next week. Yeah, at least one more. So we'll say that every week. At least one more. Until then, we have a website. It is gaylordsofdarkness.com. On that website, you can find all manner of things. You can find episodes. You can find a place where you can buy stickers. You can find the Necronomalog, uh, which are our short animated thingies. Films, I guess. I don't know. Yes, they are films. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, you know, be sure to subscribe to the show on your platform of choice. Uh Uh-huh. You can leave us a review or stars. Oh, that'd be real nice. In places. That'd be nice. Uh, a, a gift for the new year. We're on social media. Instagram, Gaylords of Darkness. Twitter, Gaylords of D. Facebook. Who cares? <gasps> this reminds me, Stacy. On When you're at our website, GaylordsofDarkness.com, and you click on our shop, your shoppe, S-H-O-P-P-E, I, we had an archaeological, this just in, we had an archaeological dig in my house and I discovered (laughs) things. I discovered, I found a whole stack of briefcase woman pins of our enamel pins that we thought were sold out. And as far as all listeners were concerned, they were sold out. And I literally like had the, a a handful in a bag, in a, in a drawer (laughs) I don't know how they got there. But so there are, back in our store, we have more briefcase woman pins, gorgeously designed by Merle at Pinsploitation. Um, And we have like two dozen of them up for grabs right now. Cool. So if you thought you missed your chance, this is literally your last chance right now. Those pins are pretty cool. Like Merle, thank you if you're listening, did a great job on those. They're so wicked. She she killed it. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so get yourself a gift and then give us some stars. <laughs> yeah, go watch Hashtag Alive. Watch some zombie stuff. I love zombies. Uh, and listen to Moonbule. Support our gay queen. Oh, yeah. And uh, bye. Anyangi geseo. Wow.
haunted tome made out of skin. It's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.